Woman on the edge. <laughs> That's the first thing everybody heard tonight. <laughs> first thing, Joe Colton, woman on the edge. Uh, good evening, everybody. It is Friday. It is 9 p.m. or just thereafter. Uh, welcome to the special Friday edition, Boozes Out, of the What's on Joe Mind team stream. I'm Mike Erzeri. With me, of course, this evening, you see him next to me. Over there. Over there? That Over there, that's the way. It's High the five. honcho, Mark Weber. High five! Oh, yes. Oh, you got it the other way. Yes. Beer. I got nothing. I'm happy we're here on a Friday. We delayed on purpose. We did. You know, just in case any news broke today. Yeah, yeah. We were just starting to set yeah. up uh, for, for Thursday, and then all of a sudden they put out the the word, oh, hey, we're doing a, a G.I. Joe uh, fan Friday. And, it was, well, I guess we're going Friday then. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure you've everybody's been out and they've already heard all the rest and now they they can they've stayed it can stay up late and watch watch the best. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, what what'd you do with your extra day off there, Mark Weber? I was watching the kids all last week, baby, and then this week uh, I don't think we did anything spectacular last night. But uh, you know the Friday night ritual in the Weber household, we get in our new Mandalorian episode. You know, so we made sure to get that done before the uh, podcast. But in the spirit of no spoilers, I you know I ain't gonna say nothing. Good, good, because I hate to have to kick you off. Right? I think you got to give it. You got to give it through the weekend, right? Yeah. Come Monday, if you haven't watched it by Monday, that's on you. But yeah, for me though, I there's some like Yahoo will throw up stories at like one a.m. or like you know right after it drops, and I'm like, come on. Some people work, some people don't. But I, I mean, again, it's why we're here Friday at nine p.m. It's because we got jobs, right? That's it. I watched the presentation this morning, and then I got in the car and went to work. That's it, Mark. And you I were you were already at work, and I closed my office door and took an early lunch break, and uh, was happy it only lasted half an hour, so I didn't have to explain. And Joe Colton, <laughs> Joe Colton just caught the uh, caught the replay because she was stuck in. In meeting hell. Yep. Yeah, it's considered bad form to be watching GI Joe while you're in three different consecutive overlapping Zoom meetings. So you got to be professional. That's why she's drinking. That's it. Still drinking. <laughs> also hey, joining us this evening, as you can see down, down, down below. Yeah, down Joe here. Colton, everybody. Woman on the Hi. edge herself. I Joe I terrified Colton. the guy when I came in. What what did you do with your extra night off? I had a night off. Well, well Thursday that, night. Technically. I I worked. Man. Not that's really. kind of some it's kind of some BS. Yeah. It's don't, 60 don't, days, man. I got 60 days and then we're good. <laughs> don't you give them the don't you ever give them the don't you know who I am speech? Yeah. <laughs> No one, no one gives toots. <laughs> I'm Joe Colton. I'm on what's on Joe Mind. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I could, I could say that, and then they will say, "Great, um, can we start the meeting now?" <laughs> yeah, Joe. I know, I know you are linguistically talented. Do you speak any German? No. 
I took uh, it in high school, but I don't speak it anymore. You can come in as the German Joe Colton and tell him everything, you know, exactly where to go. And then it's not going to get back to you. If I had pearls, I'd be clutching them right now. Right. Only me. So <laughs> in the background, uh, yeah. sharp-eyed fans will notice the wrist lock. Yeah. Everybody wave hello there to the wrist lock. That's what I'm talking about. Dig it in with a fresh basket of sea nugs. That's it. No! <laughs> Apparently, nobody puts baby in the corner, but Wes, sometimes. He's all right with the corner. He's got he's got video games. He's fine. He's got a folder full of Star Trek cards. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's got oh, Star Trek. He's got, he's got hobbies, man. He's not like yeah. us. He's, he's got stuff going on. Gears are always turning. Yeah. I hey, think. Joe, we watched a little Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock this week. The kids hadn't seen it yet. Did they like it? They thought Kirk's son didn't put up much of a fight. <laughs> Just kind of, and yeah. So <laughs> you're not wrong. I forgot that the actress who plays Savick changed because Kirstie Alley was tired of fighting off uh, Captain Kirk. Get away! From yeah. Stop. Oh goodness! Come on now, don't don't be don't be telling stories about Billy Shats. Yeah, I'm just saying. He's suave. <laughs> don't judge him. Billy Shats. There are ladies who still go nuts for him. Well, um, yeah, because the the date pool when you get ninety years old is starts to get a little shallow. You know, he's the man. No, he's he's married. So Shatner? yeah, no. <laughs> So back on his dating life, <laughs> I would say so. I'm just saying, but I believe in the sanctity of marriage. There you go. Well, give it a while. <laughs> <laughs> and and come on, you're, who's right there? I mean, what are you gonna say? Right now, he's like, yeah, uh huh, okay, yep. or whatever. I'm all alone on this floor, so I'm a big man, boy. <laughs> My my marriage advice is a matter of public record in Jackson County, Missouri. So I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. That's what I'm talking about. Just, it's uh, all right. We still love you. Hey, hey, I'm glad somebody does. Yeah. Anyhow, earlier today, about 11 a.m. Eastern time, so about yeah. 10 hours ago, um, Hasbro Pulse did a Fan Friday event, and so there, lots of new stuff was was shown out there uh, we'll review that momentarily i do want to address one thing before we get into that um for the last several weeks we have been after you guys to sign our petition to help save yojo yeah. and uh and to share and to spread that around and unfortunately we have some some news that is not of the greatest variety in regards to the save yojo uh campaign i guess you could call it and uh, let me let me find that here. I got how many windows open on this end, so bear with me just a second. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and this is from the, the Facebook page of Yojo admin Terry Desard. Officially at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this would have been two days ago. Uh, myself and the volunteer team of Yojo.com have resigned and no longer have any relationship with Vertical Scope. 
Due to their plans to turn the site into nothing but a forum and do something similar to the database content, yojo.com no longer belongs to the G.I. Joe community at large. I have fought for nearly three years doing everything from trying to repair the site to outright buying it with the help of some in the community. There is simply no way that we can pay what they are asking. I encourage the development of some type of alternative database to be constructed by the community for the community in the same way that yojo.com has for the last 23 years. I personally have now lost 15 years of work, 15 years of my life is gone, taken by a Canadian technocrat who eats up thousands of forums and websites of every imaginable type strictly to absorb the ad revenue. The owner of Vertical Scope moved from Canada to the Caribbean where they run the company from a beach. It was fun while it lasted. So not a good ending to the uh, yojo.com saga there. Um, it's still up. It's still going to be running for a while. Obviously, it's not going to be updated. So don't you know? Don't hold your breath waiting for any of that. Um, again, thanks to everybody who joined us and signed the petition that we threw together, uh, just as a means of of showing solidarity and support to those guys. Um, you know, you always you kind of expected that that's the way that was going to go because they had really just turned a deaf ear to Terry most of the way in the first place. And that's why we did the, that's why we did a petition for it. So we can just at least show them that there was a good several thousand folks that were willing to get behind what, what, you know, Terry wanted to do with the site. Um, but, you know, sometimes you walk into a fight knowing that you're outgunned and it, it doesn't mean that you don't go and fight the good fight anyway. And I feel that that's what we did there. So uh, again, thanks to everybody who joined us and spread it around and, and took the time uh, to show their support and love for the staff at yojo.com. And even though, you know, the, uh, you know, petitions don't rarely change, you know, the outcome mm -hmm. of, of a decision or, or a business or, or that sort of thing. Um, but if nothing else, it showed Terry and Philip and the guys, the support of the community. And that was what I told Terry, I think on the, on that very thread was, I'm sorry this happened. And, you know, I, I get it. It sucks, but it is an opportunity for the community to at least go once you put, I mean, nojo.com was always like, it was the standard and it was the constant and it was so constant that sometimes you forget to be appreciative of it. And by putting, you know, a period at the end of that sentence, it does give the community an opportunity for Terry and Philip and others to say, you know what? Thank you so much. Cause in what is a, you know, sometimes a very divided community, there's one really unifying bit. And that's that everyone loves and everyone uses yojo.com. I, when I was at Hasbro, I used it multiple times daily. It's, it has been incredibly important always relevant and tremendously helpful and so while i'm i'm really disappointed that this is the way it went it does give the fan the fans an opportunity to tell terry and phil thanks so much for helping us uh you know gauge our own collections and figure out what's you know what's accurate and what isn't and do i want to pay that and is this the right accessory and all of that there has never been a more valuable resource anywhere for the joe community than you know, joe.com and those guys deserve all the credit 
Yes, and by the same token, I'm sure that you know the a website is a website, and websites can get redone. And I'm sure this isn't the last we've heard from either of them in this regard, because uh, you you can't keep a good man down, as the saying goes. So. Nope. Joe Colton, anything to add there? It's just a shame. Like, those guys worked so hard on that, and it was basically the encyclopedia that I would go to, and just, like, anything I needed to look up, it was, that's the first place I would go to every single time. Um, creating my lists from that from that website that I needed, like, anything that I needed um, to find or anything that I, I wasn't sure about, I would just go look it up there and get my answers. It's a shame. Like those guys deserve better than that. But like you said, it's, it's a website and it can be remade and the knowledge that they have is invaluable. So yep. thank you guys for doing everything that you guys did for the last 15 years. It is greatly appreciated by the community and. Let, let us know help. what the next step is. We'll yeah. be, we'll be happy to help. Yep. I was just about to say, well, we're ready to help anybody. So well, not it's, anybody. it's not the same, but uh, you know, our, our pal Carson at 3D Joe's has a really good research site too. Not at the same depth that Yojo had, but the quality is fantastic. So there is, there is somewhere else to go right now. Uh, if you don't want to give vertical scope, any clicks whatsoever. So mm. uh, that's an option as well. Yeah, if you have any real pressing uh, questions, uh, I would, of course, recommend the the guys over at uh, Jody Classified. Yeah, uh, just head head over to uh, Facebook and and join that group uh, because if if speaking as somebody who's part of that team, uh, Lord knows there's plenty of questions I don't have the answers to, but somebody over there does. Yeah. So if you've got anything that you just have to know about. That's a good place to ask it to. So uh, it's a it's an alternative resource in the interim. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to throw that at the beginning because Lord knows you don't want to end with that later. Right. Um, <laughs> it's uh, that that's just not good news, uh, and it's too bad. And and Lord knows we, we we there's enough bad news out there. We don't we don't need to keep uh, you know drilling it into every facet of our lives. But anyways, back to Fan First Friday. Uh, the event opened up right about 11 o'clock this morning. And the first product they showed were the Jada Toys uh, entries. It, with the vehicles, it was the Hiss, the Vamp Mark II, and the Snowcat. And um, which the marketing guy uh, so deftly described as the Vamp MK2. Because... You don't want your marketing guys to actually know the product or anything. Brand new. And then, of course, the six-pack of figures with Duke, Cobra Commander, Deathrow, Baroness, Storm Shadow, and Snake Eyes. They do look a little better in person than they did in the promotional photos. Yeah. Thank God. Um, because they looked kind of like they were made out of Play-Doh in the promotional photos. They were. They did not look good at all originally. I, I thought, oh. like, bir birthday candles or melted crayons. A little yeah, bit. yeah, they did not look good. But but thankfully, the real product is is a little sharper than that. Yeah. And the vehicles are, are pretty neat. They're, they're tiny, mm -hmm. and, and but they're they're pretty cool. Uh, and they gave word that those were available at Walmart, both physically and online. So I don't think you're going to see those popping up anywhere else if you're interested in the die-cast 
Jada Toys uh, stuff. Uh, the next bit that they showed was from Gilson Sports. It was a bit of a curveball. Uh, but Gilson is a winter sports company. They do skis and snowboards. And they have a line of G.I. Joe-themed skis and snowboards that are coming out for this, this coming winter. And I did not get images of those because I figure we're dealing with pretty a pretty small percentage of, you know, toy collectors who actually go out and exercise when it's cold. But it is pretty cool. Attacked. What's that? I feel attacked. I'm not in the snow. You're from Canada, though. Snow is nothing to you. Yeah, whatever. Snow is like your normal state. But anyways, those are at gilsonsnow.com slash Joe. Not G.I. Joe, just slash Joe. So gilsonsnow.com slash Joe. And we'll we'll get that down in the the uh, the notes. They're not there right now, but uh, we'll have them there once we get uh, the chance to edit things. We were putting things together very last minute tonight, so you have to have to pardon the lack of depth in the show notes right now. And they, the, I love the how they looked. I mean, they had Blizzard and Snow Job and the Snow Serpent and great picks. Yeah, yeah, it was all all applicable. You know, all all real snow guys. Oh, I think no snake way, guys. No way, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't a snow trooper at all. On any, no, of it was all snake guys. Yeah. Yeah. But in fairness to them, you know, um, Snake Eyes is is the one who's the money maker. So I'm not. I'm not going to be too upset about that. Yeah, he's in that new movie that's coming out. Sometime, at some point. He's there in, uh, it's, what's it called? Um, Wonder Woman 84? Is that what it's Yeah, coming out on Christmas. That's right. Christmas Merry Day. Christmas, Joe. <laughs> Somebody will be glued to HBO, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh-uh. HBO Max. Uh-uh. No? You're going to nope. be in it. You and Wes going to be in hazmat suits at a theater? One of, uh, so Maggie's old theater, um, he'll probably get it. So we might just rent out the theater and get our little bubble and go. That's nice. Just roll you in? Yep. <laughs> hazmat little hamster wheel. Pour, pour some popcorn in. Sprinkle it in. <laughs> I, don't oh, goodness. I think I'm going to skip it. I'll wait for the Snyder cut. It'll be right. better. It'll be right. like eight hours long. Be fantastic. Four movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, so whatever. So long as they make the flash less annoying, it's a win. <laughs> I didn't like him. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty terrible. But anyhow, I'm I'm getting the uh, we're, we're we're moving into our <laughs> the stuff we actually have. Uh, Joe Colton's doing like weird kung fu now. It's that's how he ran. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, just uh, we have our our first thing that we've got images for. Yeah. This is. This is the Super 7. This was described as the, quote, first Super 7 G.I. Yeah. Joe figure, which implies there will be more. 
Uh, this is the 11-inch bat, which we saw way back at uh, New York Toy Fair. And you can see there it's uh, it's got removable hand options. And uh, supposedly the chest plate comes off, so you can you can you can do the battle damage thing on the chest plate if you want. No backpack for those things, from what I understand. I, I don't know how you're going to store all these these hand attachments, but whatever. Uh, it's completely out of scale with everything else that's been done in the GI Joe line before. Either it's too big or it's too small. But sure, whatever. Super Seven, we're with you. And uh, that should be out this summer. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in it, so I didn't pay much attention to the release on that one. I think it's really interesting here that they put the butt on the front is what it looks like here. That is weird, but they're, they uh, they learned from designing Duke and Beachhead and, and several <laughs> other figures that you can't make those crotches too secure. <laughs> so this is the Cobra butt, not the bat, apparently. The butt. Also, it looks like his arms were on backwards, and again, he has a shrunken head. Well, I've seen worse. Yeah, it doesn't bother me so much with the bat. It's Pretty not a helmet good. for him. It's, it's, it's yeah, his head. head. So. Yeah. It look, the bat is gold. Like, you should make bats all the time. It seems funny to me that, that a licensed partner actually beat Hasbro to the punch. On mm -hmm. making money on a bat, you know, however much money it makes, it, it's fine. It's cool. I, you know, I I don't need one, but I'm sure there are lots of fans who are after it. Yeah, there's lots of bat fans out there, so I'm sure. But yeah, you're, you're dead on, Mike. Where's the backpack? Even if it was molded onto him, part of the same damn thing. Where's the backpack, man? Yeah, just just something sticking on his back with some pegs to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel. How much is this going to sell for you? Considering that a, a vintage bat with everything is what, 120 bucks now? Yeah. Like bats went through the roof about six months ago. I don't well, know why. Well, no, no, it, we, we know why. Because everybody's yeah. stuck at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Everybody loves robots. Mm. Robots. Robots yeah. is where it's at. Not everybody. Everybody Come who on, counts. Like the bat. Uh -huh. Not this bat, but... No? I have a couple. I'm not a fan. He's not my Every, favorite. Everybody who counts loves robots. I respect it. I respect it that your yeah. your hate for robots is so pure that you hate the best G.I. Joe robot ever. Right? It's like the nicest guy in prison. If you're well, just prison. really really uh stuck so on eleven inch bat, you can call you can treat it like it's the, the bat with two A's. Mm. Like it's the old Star Brigade bat. I've seen got two different individuals have this in a life-size version and it is quite uncomfortable and sweaty and I gross bet. i bet yeah. and heavy like the arm is heavy the bag the backpack's heavy the whole thing is heavy and uncomfortable in atlanta heat well so says her parents she knows what she's talking about right like i i, I don't know i i look 
I don't have any. I don't have anything against the folks who who pursue your hobby, but I I do have to say that if you're making the decision to go out and march around Atlanta in costume, yes, uh, you kind of reap what you sow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have a couple. I didn't have like I didn't army build these guys. They're not red ninjas, man. Well. If, if if you army built these like your army built red ninjas, we'd be paying one hundred fifty dollars for a bat. Yeah. Boy, how much did you hate the blue ninjas? Right from the comic, they were robots and they were trying to steal the thunder. Right from your boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like them because they're a different what? ninja. Yeah. I know, but they're still ninjas. I'm ninjas just trying to figure out the rules, Joe. <laughs> That that's your first mistake, Mark. Man. First mistake. No rules. You know, you know what I'm saying, Wes? Yeah, he knows. He, he He's just shaking his head. No. <laughs> Smart man. But so, solidarity, Wes. Right, Wes is like, leave me out of this, man. You guys log off at ten. <laughs> it's his reality. <laughs> Don't wind her up. <laughs> you know. You just gave us a brief C-nugs in solidarity there. I, 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 man's got guts. Man's got guts. But um, moving forward, now that we've uh, got the Super 7 bat out of the way, we get to probably the most universally praised section of the presentation today, and that was, of course, the classified entries. Flint and Lady J. And, yeah, they were both winners. But um, we'll, we'll go through some of the, the images here. You see in this photo where, where Lady J has the, the short haircut like you saw her with on the cartoon, uh, whereas Flint looks pretty much like Flint. Uh, or there's like a different hair attachment to where, to where Lady J can have her hat on instead. And they put the, the little G.I. Joe logo on the hat as opposed to the airborne wings or whatever, but I think that that probably works better in this context anyhow. And check out that left arm on Lady J. A lot of fans are pointing this out right away for our articulation uh, freaks out there. Double jointed elbow. Right. I got so good. Right. Man. And and the what about the chest cut, Mark? Any problems there? Well, I mean, they put a strap over it to try to hide it. So, you know, they're already apologizing for it. Flint looks great because they covered it up with a, a catcher's chest protector, basically. Yeah, with the tack so, vest. Yeah, so make it look kind of thick. But, you know, if Flint's a big guy. And if you put a giant vest on him with suspenders, yeah, he's going to look kind of thick. So uh, these two didn't bother me too much. Uh, Jay's... The aesthetic of her shirt doesn't work as well as Scarlet or the Baroness did. But as we've said before, and we always try to be uh, tasteful about this, the female form lends itself to the chest cut easier than the guys have it. So, But I love, I love, love, love that they gave her the hat and the hair option because Jay really has two iconic looks and you know, for something as important as, as what the head looks like, uh, 
I, I was a little worried when they announced Lady J that they would have to pick one. And mm -hmm. I think they did a really good job of leaving it up to the fans. And I'm really glad that apparently it comes with the hair on in the package with the hat off to the side. Because it would look really creepy, right? If you came with a hat on and then with a battle toupee. Like, <laughs> not good. Not good. But Just, just the hair. Right? But it, you may have to boil it in water to stretch it out or something. But if you could put it on roadblock or something, that'd be awesome. Or Destro, uh, right? Destro wants to turn up the heat a little bit. You know, Baroness is going over, so he puts a dead possum on the mask. Looking good. <laughs> I'm just saying you got options. That's right. That's right. It's, um, I scared it's, her off. <laughs> it was funny to me too how uh they during the the presentation today uh lenny panzeca uh the the designer uh, or the the yeah i guess that, that's the word right mark yeah. designer yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was uh talking about how they they went to great lengths to to make sure that lady j's face was accurate you know across you know there were all of her representations and then at the end it like but they couldn't actually say hey that looks a lot like mary mcdonald lewis <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's cracking me up i was like are they gonna do it are they no. gonna open themselves up no i can't no, no, me saying something like that just means it's fan speculation the one thing about the j figure and, and by and large i think these are both really good figures next a little long Right, and this this photo makes it look a little more giraffish than maybe another angle, but it's a lot of neck there. Yeah, I think the collar doesn't doesn't do it any favors in that regard. It's possible. Uh, oh, look, yeah, Joe's doing her best, Jay. <laughs> but um, they uh, this arm that's coming out of her backpack that you see in this photo that is uh, the replacement for the old school you know, video camera that she came with back in the day. Now she's got kind of a GoPro setup coming out of her backpack is, is what the, 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 the explanation was. Yeah. I don't know and, if that's necessary, but it shows they were, you know, paying attention to the original loadout. Yeah. I'm good with it. Can't really have a helmet cam when you're wearing a baseball cap. That's right. And uh, it's uh, this picture kind of cracks me up too because they they the way they set up Lady J's gear is that you can have her look exactly like she did in in, in the old cartoon or more for the figure, uh, but here that we've got the the cartoon's hair with the figure's javelin gun. Yeah, and the like the javelin gun is something to me that it's you know you can go any which way you want with it. Um, she can either have it or she can just throw it like she did back in the old cartoons. It, it's it's kind of your choice. So they're kind of splitting the difference on in this shot here. Um, Flint's got some interesting gear too. He's got that that tack vest, but on the back of it, there's a pouch for his shotgun. Uh boom blaster, boomstick. Yes, but they they did uh, they did slip a few times and call it a shotgun. They were trying to be good. They, they they gave it their best effort, but come on, man, just sometimes. 
Joe, but, what did uh, you think? I haven't, I haven't heard your perspective here. I, I like both figures. Um, her neck is not as bothersome. He looks like he always does. He did very well. I got two of each. Now we're talking. I think my only my only nitpick, other than the neck, the the spot where the very upper chest stops and then the the neck comes out. That's that a seems- yeah, it's looking really rough. And I don't know that there's a better way to do it because it's a natural if you have a sh- an undershirt, right? If you have a, mm-hmm. an under collar there. But Jay obviously yeah. didn't um, as kind of her iconic look. So I don't know that you would want to get away from it. But, I mean, there's no hiding that seam on either one of these. So, yeah. But it's a nitpick. These are both really good. And I love the detail on Flint and the the adjustable shotgun and that he can put it on his back. And it's a good example of how you don't have to be slavish to the original design, right? You couldn't hang Flint's shotgun on his back ever, you know, I think, in any iteration of the figure. But it's cool, and it works, and it doesn't detract from the figure at all. So there's nothing wrong with with progress or, or changing things up a little bit. Um, and the, I think that's just a good example of it done really well. What What's funny about the Joes in particular is that as we go through this line, uh, one of the criticisms that a lot of folks had were that uh, they, the designs didn't look enough like the classic designs, particularly with Scarlet and Roadblock, right? how they didn't look anything like we were used to Scarlet and Roadblock looking. And as we go through, like, these are, these are pretty close. Like it, it, we got, a, we took a, a decidedly, uh, we got decidedly closer to the, the standard look of the figures when we got to Beachhead in the Cobra Island set. And now we're, we're really close to what the old look was with Flint and Lady J here in this run and, and Zartan, you know, who, who we saw just several, you know, a few weeks ago is, is no different in that he looks very close to what he looked like back when he first premiered in 1984. So it's interesting to me that as we get further into classified, uh, the more we seem to be turning back the clock to, to everybody's iconic look. Yeah. I dig it. I mean, what? I mean, I think all, I think all the fans have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of, I don't know if, if we can say, well, obviously they're listening, but there was a, a strong fan push for the, the double jointed elbows on the female characters, which Baroness didn't have and, and Scarlet didn't have. So whether or not you, you, you know, you can take credit and say they listened, uh, it's been updated for Jay and I would expect it, you know, unless they're just reusing the Baroness or Scarlet molds, it should probably continue forward. So I like that they're, that they're willing to evolve and change uh, when they think they can improve the figure. Are you just setting yourself up for that when, uh, when the chest cut doesn't go away? I mean, I didn't have any ulterior motive there. Um, And, and look, I, I get it. Hardly anybody has as much problem with the chest cut as I do. 
So it's not like the whole fan base is screaming for it. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a little different. I believe the aesthetic is a little bit more important than I think the average collector does. I think the look of the figure should be valued, I don't want to say more than the articulation, because that's why I fell in love with Joe, and why I stopped uh, collecting Star Wars. As soon as I got my first three and three quarter Joe, it could do so much from a posability standpoint that those five points of articulation Star Wars figures couldn't ever do. So I, I don't want to be misclassified as, a, as an anti-articulation guy, because that's not true. But, you know, for as much as we're dying to have double-jointed elbows, take a look at Lady J right here. Like, it looks pretty robotic there on the back mm -hmm. of her arm. But it will allow you to, you know, put her in all sorts of javelin hurling positions. So there's a, there's a give and a take. And I think my, my line on give and take is probably a little further towards aesthetic than most fans. Yeah, this is a this shot here is a close up of the backpack for Lady J. They have different heads for the javelins that that get stored in the backpack. I was gonna so. say I think that's one of the coolest things on her, other than the patch on her shoulder, which I've already seen a guy online make it. So didn't take long. Kind of weird though didn't that. that the the javelin heads are stored on the inside of her backpack. Just like I mean, take it off. A, I'm glad there's a spot for them. It's better than there not being a spot for them, but you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's just more so that it doesn't turn up like kibble. I don't know if it was done with playability in mind. I just hope she doesn't need them in a hurry. Right. Hold on. Let me get my net javelin. Just, Just one second. second. Just a second. I take off my backpack. Gotta be careful. Oh, that's the explosive one. Don't wanna mess it up. Oh, here we go. And there's a better look at Flint there. We got some nice deco yeah. with the, the shells. They're they're just copper on the one side. And then we've got the the, the wood painted grip. And it, it flips open. I got a so, so it looks like he's he's light uh, can load it up, but go ahead, Joe. <laughs> um, those shin guards. If I'm gonna be nitpicky, those shin guards are really bugging me. <laughs> then they they should have been really bugging you for every character to this point. <laughs> I know, I know, but I don't know why. For him, is it they're not centered, or is it just how they're posing him that's bugging me? I don't know. I, but I he's think a very it's just nice how they're. I think it's just how they're posed. Sorry. I, I, I think I, it's just how he's posed. I got in a bit with with a couple collectors online a couple months ago about the single knee pad that a lot of the Joe figures had up to this point, and saying, you know, I get it that in your you know in your training you should you have a knee down the same knee every time, and some of the guys who actually served you know, kind of, kind of gave me less and the, and the reasoning behind it. But I like the aesthetic of double knee pads or no knee pads at all. Even though as well pointed out to me on the thread that it is militarily accurate to have one knee pad, the one knee pad look always throws me. So I'm, 
I don't have to have them, but if I'm going to have knee pads, I'd rather have them on both legs of the figure. So I think that that's a good look here for Flint. He's ambidextrous. He's amphibious. That's right. right. He shoots off of either either knee. Right. He goes both that way. Never mind. Oh, hey. Hello. <laughs> hey, they pronounced his name when they first did it. And I don't ever remember his name being spoken on the cartoon. They pronounced no. it Dashiel. Right? Yeah. And I always read it as Dashiel. <laughs> oh, now, I'm a guy who always thought it was Magneto, too. Right? <laughs> I, I, I think it is... Sometimes Dashiel, I think generally it's it's Dashiel. Dashiel, okay. Yeah. Well, now we got something to fight over. Sounds yeah, like I think that's how it's actually pronounced. But I, I used to just think, oh, Flint must be one of those guys who goes by his middle name. Right. That was that was really what I used to think about Flint's name. Which is like Biff or something. Oh, it was an R. Oh. So he was right. a, a Ron Randy. or a Rob or, or a Reggie or a Randy. Randy Macho, Macho Man, Man Airborne. Airborne, yeah, that's it. I, I go with that. But but one thing we can all agree on: it should have been Magneto. Can't be Magneto. Come on. Well, he is totally Nito. Yeah, Nito in the villain name—that's not happening. And I don't ever remember him being the master of magnetism. So, get with it. Look, Mark, I'm I'm not going to say that you're wrong from a logical perspective. That's it. But take it. it's a win. I take it. We move on. <laughs> but you know, 50 years down the line, it's maybe a little late to take up the flag on that one. How'd you like to find out it was Spider Mon? <laughs> it's Did that bother you? It's Spider Man. Spider Man, the robot. It's Spider Man. He was a clone, Maybe. right? Yeah. Spider-Man. All those years. Spider-Man. Spider -Man. He, he's a lawyer. Spider-Man. Irv Spider-Man. One thing I do want to throw out there, um, because I'm pretty sure I worked with the guy who did these photos. The photos are amazing. Yeah. The show today. I mean, just outstanding yeah, yeah, they, they really they they've really outdone themselves with the presentation on all these uh, for the six inch line. Yeah, and we see Flint here without his beret, which is cool, right? Yeah, I mean not not that I think many people would ever have him without the beret because that's his signature thing, but I like that they made it an option and that both work. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah. Look, if he's gonna if he's gonna be on your shelf or whatever, you you're you can have poses where maybe his hat gets knocked off, maybe he's holding on to it. It whatever. There's lots of play value there. Maybe you can switch it up and uh, put a black beret on uh, Beachhead. That's right. You know, so inclined. Give him the give him the red beret. The red, I like it's, the, it's raspberry, I think. You can just you can just I like say the details on the forearm. Yeah, he must work out. <laughs> if you give him the other beret, he's the action force version of Flint, right? Oh, now we're talking. And that would be amazing. 
Mm, so bitter. No. But uh, there's Flint with his sidearm. You see the, the the shotgun hanging out in its holster in the back or its pouch or whatever you call that. I don't know. Pouch. Is it a holster when it's on the back like that? I think it's called a poucho. It's action force. Oh, right. Right, right, right. And here they are in box. And uh, I like their art. Yeah, good art there. The art is good, but I, I got the same complaint I always do. Yeah, same. Same. Right? Like, if you've seen uh, the work that Jay Sullivan is doing just for, mm -hmm. uh, you have to have seen that beachhead mm -hmm. that he's got up. He, he is like channeling Dorito. Such a good job. And mm -hmm. they could have that on all of these. Every yep. one of these could look like, if it was Garrido-style art, but in a different pose, it would knock your socks off. I guarantee it. Because they could use the original art if they wanted to, if they have it. But, man, if it was Garrido styling in new poses, reflecting the new figures, I think that'd be an absolute home run. So even though I think these both look great, and these two actually look like they belong to the same line. The overall variance is something I absolutely disagree with from a marketing perspective. Yeah, I agree with you there. And that's the end of that. That's all we got to share. I didn't get any photos of the the retro line. But that's wow. it. It was just those two figures from Classified were revealed today. I'm pretty sure there's some photos readily available of all those retro figures. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I, I, I was beating myself up over it a little bit, and then I realized, wait a minute, these figures came out like two years ago. I'm not I'm not beating myself up over it anymore. Eh. Eh. What'd you eh. think? Of, what'd you think of those retro figures, Mike and Joe? Joe, go ahead. I didn't look at them. Other than the bat. Oh, you've seen them before. Yes, you have. You absolutely have. So um, it's Jay from the, the social class two-pack where it was her and the Baroness. Oh. Yeah, that's the Lady Jay. It's the the, the Jetpack Duke from the 25th oh, line. Oh, no. Come Believe on. Without the Jetpack. But complete with his low face. Oh, oh. <laughs> you've, been, you've been waiting for 45 minutes to do that, haven't you? Here, No. How are you going to do that, Duke? And not anything else? What, anything if you're talking, else. From a clothing perspective, Flint's got the beret, right? Snake Eyes has the visor. What does Duke have? The bandolier, right? Yeah. The, the bandolier. So, yeah. except this one doesn't. This one's got the straps for a jetpack. With no, no jetpack. Jet no jetpack. And it's got them in that weird Maybe it'll forest be for the number one. For the what? Maybe it'll be further down the line. For the next time they re-release this bad figure? Yep. <laughs> oh that my dude looks like he's trying to cosplay He-Man with that vest thingamajig. That's awesome. And now you Thumbs can't see it. There you go, Matt Rubin. Put... Put the exclamation point on that one. That's solid. Diana that doesn't even a, want to talk about the Duke. That, yeah. that was an opportunity to take that very good Duke mold from the 50th anniversary and put them mm -hmm. in, in legitimate colors. 
and, and they missed it. As They're brought like, no, no. <laughs> as brought up by a uh, friend of the program, Bobby Valla, they have an unreleased Duke head that's already <laughs> tooled that they mm-hmm. could have used, you know, had they been so motivated. And now look, be careful here because they may not have had any item count, right, for the specific retro wave. So they mm-hmm. may have been limited to what's already been paid for, what's already been tooled, what's already been released. And that's probably true. So you can't say, I wish they'd have done an all new Globulus. That would have been awesome. Well, yeah, but that's apples and oranges. But already tooled means essentially already made. And we stated that line a couple of times. And, you know, had they wanted to or been aware of it, they probably could have got away with that. And it's just, it it shows a lack of creativity and a a lack of connectivity. Because when this came out, this one I think had already been decided on when I was on the brand. Um, You know, it was a very lukewarm to poor reception. So, okay, it's one thing to, to stub your toe once, mm-hmm. but to go back and trip on that same stair again on purpose just shows a, a lack of connectivity with their own brand. Yeah, but in defense, that is a good Lady J. So if you missed that the first time around, that you can that's, that's a good, good one to be able to pick up. Uh, I think that's a good Cobra Commander too. It's it's basically mm-hmm. it's a re-release of the ultimate Cobra Commander from the Retaliation line. I think it's I think it's the one from the San Diego Comic Con, the Missile Command set. Is it? Yeah, take a look at the gloves because that's the one Bob, Bobby and I. It's the one project Bobby Val and I got to work on together, and uh, <laughs> just that's because it, we didn't overlap a whole lot. But one of the things Bobby really wanted was to redo the forearms because Cobra Commander's iconic look is these big black gloves that go halfway up the forearm, but it's not accurate for his original look. Now I'm not saying it's bad or wrong or they shouldn't do it, but the original Cobra Commander had had little tiny black gloves down right below, you know, the wrist. Yeah. So that's, that's what this one has. I think this is the San Diego Comic-Con. Cobra Commander, which was a really good figure, but it's one of the things most brands try to avoid is not to release something that was done as an exclusive originally, at least not exactly the same. So I think I think uh, Mark Maha pointed out that they added a white stripe to the helmet that you would see in the cartoon sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. One, so. It's yeah. a little bit different, but you know. Is that is that mold that they have unused making them money? Uh, well, no, but okay. but Just you're trying to. What I always thought about exclusives was it should be unique enough that you don't release it exactly the same ever again. But it okay. shouldn't be so iconic that you're breaking a collector's heart or wallet if they can't get it right. Yeah, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't put out. I don't know, Firefly. The only Firefly ever for six inch as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Now mm-hmm. you might do it with a different deco. Uh, and so it's maybe it's, uh, you know, modern camo where it's the kind of squarish rectangular look. And then you come back with his more classic blotchy camo later on. But it's, 
it's something that is has largely been avoided that was not a problem on this figure. So either they're not, they don't care about it that much anymore, or maybe they didn't even notice. And they just grabbed the last Cobra Commander. One thing to watch, though, that bugs me about this figure, they made a big deal about the red stripe going down the side of his right leg. But it goes right over the round peg at the knee. And so that was something, I think they got it right on the San Diego Comic-Con figure, that we wanted to make sure that peg was painted red as well. Otherwise, it's a big blue dot in the middle of this solid red stripe. Right. So, you know, the one they had today, or the photos they had, had that big blue dot. And it's something, you know, it's a small thing, but might as well get it right. Right. Right, you're charging somebody 13 bucks for a figure that came out like three years ago. Yeah, right. And who doesn't like red stripe? Nobody. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's 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 America's favorite Jamaican party beer. Yeah, man. You oh. like it, Spider Man? <laughs> Spider Man. He digs it. Yeah, man. Spider Man likes the red stripe. Spider-Man say everything gonna be Irie, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Joe Colton, you were gonna say something, hopefully to cover up whatever it was what Weber just did. Nope, nope, it was Spider-Man, whatever. Yeah, man. <laughs> nope. And that was, that was the long and short of, of the Hasbro Fan First Friday. Uh, Joe, I'll throw this one to you first. Was there anything that did not happen today that you were hoping was going to happen today? Uh, I was hoping for more figures, like four or five figures. For? Release. Like Wh Which line? Uh, the, the classified line. Sorry. I don't okay. really care about the line. Okay. I... I was going to give it a chance, and then Destro came out. And I was like, I'm done. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> Mark, how about you? Uh, no, I, you know, I was happy enough with it. You know, they, they showed most people are into the classified figs most right now. And the two they showed are, you know, solid eights, I think, right? Like eight out of ten. They were yeah. real good. Uh, so I was, I was happy. We knew they were coming. Like, they had no surprises. We knew they were coming. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, it would have been nifty for them to. To do, you know, even if, even if they're planning, you know, we, we are expecting major blood. We are expecting barbecue. This is yeah. something we would do at McFarland Choices. We would chop that news up. We would dice that news up because we had a daily update, a daily update on our website. So we had to have something to feed out. So I needed, you know, seven different bits out of every new figure. So here's a shadow of the pose. Here's, you know, a close-up of part of the figure. Here's the packaging. Here's, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And it feels like they could get it. They should get away with more of that, right? At the end, show us a shadow. Blood's not ready yet, or you just don't want to show us blood? Just show us a shadow. It'll give us an idea of how, you know, robotic that right arm is. Or, you know, show us, barbe show us barbecue running and he's got the axe up. Even the shadow of that fans would be excited about. We already know he's coming, so it feels like you could you could squeeze a little bit more out. 
Uh, and that's, that's what Pulse is for. You know, I, I think they've monetized the Pulse incredibly well. Um, but the original genesis of it was they wanted to own their own news releases. And especially where we are now, where they aren't saving anything for a JoeCon or a BotCon or maybe even a New York uh, Toy Fair. Uh, they, the, they should be getting more mileage out of their new releases. And it just felt like that's an opportunity that was maybe missed. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that would be as much of a problem if Joe had more of a place in the rotation for these fan first Fridays. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems like every time the announcement for these comes out, it's star Wars or it's transformers or it's power Rangers. Uh, and then like, th that's why, that's why it kind of threw a wrench into things when they actually announced a GI Joe one, because that it's only happening every couple of months. Yeah. Um, which I know, granted, there's not a ton of product. I'm not. I'm not saying that we need to have some kind of GI Joe thing every week. If they were doing Joe news every week, nobody would watch us. That's not true. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> oh, we, we, Joe. I seem to have made a made a swipe at uh, the the Honcho's tenuous hold of fame. Yeah. <laughs> You're hanging on the claws in. All right, but um, but but yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one, uh, Joe Colton. It, it, like we we know major blood's coming. Like it, mm -hmm. there's no reason why it's it wouldn't be. So it give us something. You know, we know barbecue's probably coming. Give us something. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, hey, they put sci-fi in the video game, man. Whatever. Yeah. He's everybody's somebody's favorite. I, I know a barbecue guy. Jim Butel is a barbecue guy. Didn't you call sci-fi and I quote JV Flash? That's yes. what I remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Junior Varsity Flash. I, I stand by that. I don't have a problem with sci-fi, but you know, uh, he, he's like no that. Flash. He, he's not. He's, he's not as cool as Flash is. I agree with that. Yeah. Nothing against sci-fi. He's all right. It's, I mean, it's, it, what's that? I was going to say his hips and pants are invaluable to fix the Cobra Black Star. <laughs> if you're a, uh, a lazy bastard customizer, like a guy I know. <laughs> saving, saving the world one banana pants at a time, baby. One, one set of banana pants at a time. Yep. I took those one. banana pants. I, th I threw them across the room. Backstop was like, hey, I can use those. Just doesn't change. They're there. Sean, Sean Russell has, has it down. They don't have Honcho or Joe. Folks are willing to put up with Mike to see them. Ooh, look at that. So that, that says that's true. That's true. I think that goes without saying. I, I have noticed though, that our, uh, our viewership is down this week, down by one. Uh, and it's Wes actually. <laughs> just couldn't take anymore. He's got <laughs> Wes bailed. I'm out. He's like, I don't collect GI Joes. I gotta get out. I gotta get gotta out. Go. That's why I threw some Star Trek for him. Where were we? We were um, at a comic book store, store that opened up recently, and the guy was like, "Oh, you need anything?" And I was like, "No, just looking." I started talking to Wes, and I'm like, 
going over to the to the new releases and he's like do you want me to help start you out with something new and i was like oh no you don't have what i what i need i'm looking for toys and you don't have a lot of them also toys. tones tie it all together oh he does have a very good voice see torpedo mike's been around for a long time mm -hmm. you should hear him sing hey if, you know if, if if we don't have a if if you give me a tune that doesn't have too many peaks or valleys, I, I could carry a tune a little bit. I bet you can belt it out. I'm I minored mean, in music. I I can I know how to sing, even if I if it can't do it terribly well. Might be a new segment. But um, mm -hmm. I did. Uh, I am famous for belting out the love boat theme once. <laughs> the very first ladies' night episode, I I sang the love boat theme as as the intro for that. I think it made one of the other co-hosts a little jealous because we used to laugh at him when he sang. Yeah, I'm not. Anyways, saying I'm not, not saying it. All you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, but uh, if you are, uh, if I don't understand the the appeal, I'll, I'll say it as bluntly as possible. I don't necessarily understand the appeal of the retro line. Um, and I don't think today did anything to dissuade that. Uh, I, if anything, I think they've done a little bit better than what I expected with the retro line once we saw what it was going to be, because at least the vehicles have some value. Yeah. Like uh, the, the drivers that they've put out with the vehicles have been redone. Uh, mm -hmm. In some cases, like with the Fang, you have a sturdier vehicle. Uh, so I, I get why you're you're maybe redesigning some of those. So So the vehicles I get, but... The figures, I, I don't understand, and I don't think that today did anything to dissuade anybody of that. Well, I think the well, part of the shames is that his tank driver is a fantastic figure and such an incredible update over the old 50th anniversary, 25th anniversary one with the brutal chest cut right through what should be a vest. So it's a... The sad thing is, is it's the shining example of what's possible, right? Yeah. With just a little bit of tooling and a little bit of creativity. And uh, as much as I, I think we all kind of recoil a little bit at 13 bucks for one four-inch figure, if that's the going rate for a four-inch figure, then 25 bucks for a his tank and a figure is a pretty screaming deal. So, and... We haven't had vehicles in a long time, and solo pack vehicles are, are cool because you can buy as many his tanks as you want. You don't have to get, I always thought, you know, his tank versus Dragonfly $70 big giant box set was a mistake. How many more his tanks could you sell if you put them out singly? Mm -hmm. So I, I, love, I love the vehicles, and yeah, I agree with you. That's the, the home run of the retro line. The rest of it, yeah. Not really retro. And yeah. since they're only going seemingly after dedicated collectors and adults, most yeah. of us have these figures. So yeah, if they right. aren't if they aren't bats or red ninjas or somebody you might want to buy two or three or eighty-five more of, uh what's the point? Yeah, our our pal Carson I think sums up a, a lot of folks' feelings. Uh, that, and that the the Garrido artwork is the only mm -hmm. real appeal of the yeah. retro line, and it's and just, it, just people are they're cutting on everybody wanting to buy that figure to have it on that card. Yeah, yeah. 
And I and the two, the Snake Eyes and the Storm Shadow, I bought at standard retail. One of the only times I've seen GI Joe product at Walmart in the last year. And yeah, there is some magic about seeing that on the peg. And it, I mean, I can't even tell you the smile on my face. Well, there's a kid up like standing on the bottom shelf trying to reach it because it was up high. And man, I knocked him down so hard. Like, <laughs> sorry, now, did, did you do the shoulder block because he was up high or did you sweep the leg? No, 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 no. I did like the, the sting where you go back with it. It was phenomenal. The scorpion death drop. Nice. Yeah. Never saw it coming that poor kid. But when you knock them out cold, they don't cry. So <laughs> it was a good day all around. Bent we've uh, we've, he bent we've seen a, a, when he got thrown backwards that violently, but whatever, I still bought it. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. We have seen a, a nice number of folks in the, the live auditorium here tonight. So thanks to everybody yeah. who is here. And joining in, uh, we're doing a little bit better on Friday than we normally do on Thursday. Maybe, maybe that's something to keep in mind for us for later, right? But um, we do have a few minutes, so if, if anybody has any questions from the gallery, by all means, uh, be sure to throw them at us, and we will do our best to answer a few of those uh, as we get through. So, Mark, nope. uh, uh, Torpedo Mike wants to know, is that your finishing maneuver, the Scorpion Ooh. Death Drop? Boy, you know, it's kind of cool because you can put it on anybody, right? You don't have to lift them up or anything. Yeah. Jake, because Jake's DDT was, was you know, the bee's knees. But I always thought the DDT was kind of a cop-out, right? I'm not agile enough to jump off anything, and I'm really not strong enough to lift somebody up for my finisher, but how about I just, you know, slap your back and pretend to drop you on your face? How'd that be? So See, that's why, that's why I like the tornado DDT. Yeah, that's what's going on there. I, can but, go for I mean, because for for me, if I'm going if I'm going finishing maneuver, it, it begins and ends right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah, going diamond cutter. Yeah, and as much as Orton has made it his move, DDP did a lot of different variations, right, and counters into it, and it was pretty sharp. I was he uh, he, he laid the groundwork on that one. But he didn't originate it. You remember who, who used it originally? No, I don't. Johnny Ace of the oh, Dynamic wow. Dudes. Wow. Yeah. John Laurinaitis. The Ace Crusher. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So uh, not my not my finish. Uh, when my, my brother and I would wrestle around the living room once in a while, he's older than me, and all he would try to do is get me into a headlock and make my eyeballs basically bust out of my face. Uh <laughs> But once in a while, I could get him in a leg scissors or like around the neck real good. And to get the older brother to tap out, that's that was a proud day in the Weber household. So we're going to go with the old leg scissors. Oh, Rob's got a good point. There you go. There's your finishing move, Mark Weber. The Not brutal bad. chest cut. Not bad. I could go there with that. Go. Yeah. So, no. Leg scissors, baby. So uh, <laughs> Diana Davis made a comment, and I'm kind of curious as to what you guys think. Um, she said, we must point out that at least one guy was visibly high on the live stream. Perhaps that is also an explanation for that, Duke. All right. Good, because this is somewhere I wanted to go. <laughs> is it? Mark, go ahead, Mark, Mark Weber. 
It's Go pronounced ahead. Maha, M-A-H-E-R, Mark Maha. Mm-hmm. And he is a good friend of mine and one of my favorite people that I worked with on Hasbro. And for not that anyone would know his backstory. He okay. was the uh, from the paint department, from the model shop. And he hand-painted all the prototypes for Transformers when I was on on the brand. And just an amazing talent. Loved the brand, understood the fans. Uh, and I picked, I would pick his brain and bounce stuff off him all the time. And lots of marketers didn't even bother, right? Oh, that's the model shop, right? Like, just give me my prototypes, man, so I can break them like most marketers do. Uh, but I... One of my favorite guys, great guy. And uh, they have something that has, where I think they call it Swapportunities, where they'll let somebody test out a different job for a couple months and then swap back. And so that was that started after I left. But I know he got the chance to swap into what he really wanted to do, which was toy design. So he swapped onto Transformers Design, the job he really wanted but they would never let him loose from the model shop because he was so talented and critical. They had no real backup for him. He injured his back at one point and they made not made him, but they leaned on him to come back quicker because they had no backup. So he came back hurt, uh, you know, because he loved the toys so much and the brand so much. He's shown at, at BotCons. He'll pull down his shirt a little bit. He has a Decepticon tattoo over his heart. Right. Like this is a guy who gets it on so many levels and fans, fans, you know, cry all the time. I wish they had somebody there who cared or somebody who knew or somebody who loved the brands as much as we do. Maha Mm -hmm. cares more than most fans do. And he clawed his way up to the job he wants. And the stuff he's showing off right now is stuff he didn't make. He hasn't been working on the brand that long. So he's inheriting stuff that designers before him made. And it's his job to show them off. And there's nothing wrong with that. The part of the frustration of working in toy anyway is waiting a year and a half to show off the stuff you just finished. Yeah. So and and he is, and there's I mean, there's no better way to describe it. He is just he sounds like Spicoli from Fast Time at Ridgemont High, if he came from South Boston. That's just what Mark sounds like. And so when he comes up on these streams, the fans go nuts and go, this guy sounds baked to hell. Or man, this guy, I'm surprised there isn't smoke in front of the screen, screen because his natural voice sounds kind of stoner. But they're passing him off as they're belittling the effort he puts in and the fact that he is probably the biggest fan advocate inside those walls. And you really, it's hard to swim upstream. And I've tried to, to you know, fire a comment out to support him uh, during the stream sometime. But that's just what he sounds like. And for people to say that he sounds like he's high, well, maybe he sounds that way, but the aspersion you're making is so counter to the truth. He works so hard and cares so much. And I just hope if fans understand that a little bit better, that maybe they'll give him a little bit of a break and say, you know what? None of us can, can 
change what we sound like. But when you say that guy, dude, I think that guy is baked. You're actually cutting, cutting him off at the knees. The guy who is the biggest advocate for the fans inside those walls. So get it right. Mark Maha is good peeps and he's helping us. We may not have even seen what he's put together yet. And I don't, I don't lean anybody I'm still friendly with there. I don't lean on them for insight or give me a tip or some knowledge because they can't and they shouldn't. And I wouldn't want to put them in that position. But when I think when we see the stuff he actually made and got to work on, I think mm -hmm. you'll know. And I think you'll see the difference. So if, if people could help me get that word out a little bit, Maha is the best of them. And, and Lenny's good peeps too. And we are lucky to have them working on the brand we care so much about. There you go. How's he'll, that? He'll take well, down a third grader, but he's loyal well, to his friends. Right? Right? But there, yeah, Maha's, Maha is good peeps. That's and he's good. on our side. So back off. <laughs> so a little bit of conjecture time. Joe Self asks, HasLab 2022, 40th anniversary of Real American Hero. What vehicle would you like to see released for Classify? Mark Weber, go ahead. I, I think it could be one of two. You can go his tank or you can go Vamp. Because I think once you make them big enough to fit the Classified figures, they're out of reach for retail. So you're looking at 150, 160, maybe. We're an appropriately sized either one, but they're both iconic and they're both vehicles that you might, if you're a lunatic or have a lot of extra cash, you might buy a couple of, right? I mean, not me. Uh, I, I don't have that kind of scratch, but there are people who would buy four or five his tanks, four or five vamps. So I, th I think those two are pure win as absolutely iconic vehicles that are just a little bit too, uh, too rich for standard retail. I think you could get like the Ram cycles, great, the claw, the trouble bubble. I think that's stuff you might actually see at retail, but one step above, I think Vamp and his tanker, either one is a sure win. Joe Colton. Try again. Joe Colton. Yeah. Okay. Your, Your turn. turn. Can you guys Your turn. Good playing with your uh, eyes. Well, I'm I'm having pain in my eyes, so I'm not really. <laughs> well, all, right, all right, I'm just we're just teasing you. You don't have to. You don't have to tell the world. Yes, I do. You're all right. Call me out. Um, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> Twenty twenty two, a fortieth anniversary Real American Hero release on Hasbro Pulse. What vehicle would you release? Uh, probably the vamp. Um, or a uh, ooh, or a one of the bikes. Maybe another bike, maybe. I'm going with the GI Joe Battle Bunker. It holds ten corpses. Now we're talking. No big battles. <laughs> I think the big question is: Is it would you go with the vamp or the vamp MK2? Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm. Look. I'm just happy he didn't say it was the MKII. That was really. That would have been the end. Yeah. That would have been. That would have been me turning it off at that point. Really 
Hey, the the gal the gal who was there for marketing, I thought did a real good job today. Yeah, yeah, uh, she moved it along. Hallie, I think so. Good job. I know I've been critical of hosts in the past, but I thought she did a good job today. I am very appreciative of your critique of hosts in the past. Right? I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. <laughs> Next question. Still wind 87. So do you all think the retro line is a holding pattern to keep four inch Joe's in retail? It's not a retro line. <laughs> That's splitting hairs, Joe Colton, splitting hairs. Mark, you're the guy who did this for a living. What do you think? Honestly, I didn't expect it to go beyond kind of a companion line for the movie release, given that it was you know, the ones they chose that we knew well ahead of time. Before we knew they weren't O-Ring, we already knew that it was Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Baroness. And I'm like, okay, those were the, the first three confirmed characters for the film. So I didn't think I didn't think they had plans beyond that. So I'm glad that it has legs beyond that, even though the vehicles are the only exciting part so far. Um, but you know, any, I'm a fan of anything, Joe. Anything anything that moves the line along and keeps it relevant and and rolling at retail, great. And they even though they've been disappointing, not what we wanted, um, they're still hard to find. They're selling. Now, again, you, without knowing the numbers, it's hard to say, you know, whether it's a big success, but obviously it sold as well or better than they expected. So there's some appetite out there for it. So, you know, keep it going. You know, maybe we'll get a little more creative. Like like I've said about uh, Lenny and Maha, let's do what they can do, right? Once their stuff is actually coming retail, let's hope that the retro line continues at least that long. I know that we wanted O-Ring, that most fans wanted O-Ring, and that was a logical assumption when they said retro line uh, coming out. Yeah. But it, even if this is all it's going to be, it's still better than what we had. So I, you know, I'll pull for it. Joe Colton, any thoughts? You got nothing? I didn't expect it to go this long but like like mark said like they're they're in the business of making money so they'll go they'll take it as long as it sells so people keep buying it they'll keep making it there you go if tomorrow hasbro announces the end of classified what five figures do you want in the final wave Ooh. joe colton why don't you take this one first no ah! uh Okay. Major Blood. Okay. Pythona. Okay. Pythona. Uh, five. Oh my God. Uh, Stalker. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, low light. Okay. Mm, and a Zorana. Okay, there's five. Mark Weber. Well, Interrogator, because that's my that's my boy, that's right? Guy. And you know what? Not surprised there. <laughs> he might not sell that well. He might not have been be in anybody else's top five. But so what? You ask me. So, uh, and then I'd like some guys that uh, 
that showcase stuff we haven't had yet. So torpedo or maybe wetsuit, but some kind of frogman would be awesome. Uh, I'd love to see ripcord uh, or oh God, maybe hit and run. Hit and run's awesome. Everybody likes hit and run. Uh, a crimson guard. That one though, target exclusive for the crimson guard. Just you know, because you need because you need to have more people have aneurysms about troop builders. Because it makes sense, right? It's a true bowl everybody wants. It's going to target. Limited you're, you're, you're giving a figurative scorpion death drop to everybody's inner third grader. That's what I'm talking about. Here it comes, baby. And then uh, Hawk. Got to have Hawk, right? And I would do the, you know, the, the version two, the bomber jacket Hawk, I think would be a great thing. So there's my five. Okay. I would go uh, a Flash because he's like varsity sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> I want mutton junkyard. That's good. Uh, I want scrap iron. Uh, I think Serpentor is the kind of guy who this sort of a line screams for. And lastly, of course, you know, ice cream soldier. Yeah. No, no, not ice cream soldier. No. Mercer. Um, anybody but Mercer is fine. Uh, I would even take like Taurus just to say, hey, look at this. Whoa. We thought about Mercer, but no. Wow. No, I, I, want no, we the, don't. I want the Mercer Ricondo two pack. So I can <laughs> laugh and laugh. I was gonna take number five as Ricondo just to just to tick off Joe Colton because she hates him now for some reason. No Chad version two. <laughs> one is version one is so good. He'll he'll be he'll keep me. Yeah. But uh, that. Uh, that's good there. We're coming up on an hour and a half, so we probably ought to start bringing this into the station. Um, Mark, you get anything in this week? Uh, you know what I, what I got in? It actually, we celebrated my wife's birthday uh, because she was out of town for her actual birthday. And so what she got in, right? Not just any Wolverine, but look at that, man. That's the huge action Wolverine, right? And years and years ago, I dragged uh, my new bride to the X-Men movie, which I was so hyped up about because look out, right? Like, I'm a huge X-Men fan, and it was on the big screen. Couldn't believe it. And she was like, comic book movie? I... And I'm like, just bear, uh, bear with me. Look, it's got to be pretty good. And she saw Hugh Jackman and was like, I'm oh, in. Comic books are great. <laughs> Hugh Jackman made my wife a comic book fan, so we're, I got no problem with that. Uh, he once asked me if I'd get a tattoo of his face on my face, which I thought was a little much. Uh, but uh, yeah, so when and I, I think I think it was a great pull from Hasbro right now before Disney comes out with their version of the X Men to pounce on the Fox. Uh, figures that never really got made at that scale and and dive in and make those uh make those excellent things so for her birthday she got what she's always wanted hugh jackman in the tank top there you go i danced yes. with him on broadway once funny story i'll tell you sometime <laughs> <laughs> the uh, oh, getting his getting his face tattooed on your face would interfere with the tattoo of your face you have on your face that's yeah. true, but she, I, don't think, I don't think she would have minded one bit. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know if you know a tattoo guy that good. Yeah, she loves him, but I danced with him. So, 
There's that. She's jealous. Oh, yeah. Anything else this week, Mark? Nah, that's it. It was light week. Joe Colton. No? Not even a Santa. Your Santa street got broken? I was working 12-hour days. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying you have to buy it. That's what husbands are for. You got me one. Well, that was like two weeks ago. Saying. All right, here we go. The sight of shirtless Stephen Amell is how I got a friend to watch Arrow. And that friend was the wrist lock Wes Whitlock. <laughs> I'm with you though, Joe. I didn't I, I didn't get anything in this week either. It was a it was okay. a light week. We got we got too much going on. Too much too much bitterness going on. Yeah. Joe wanted a, Joe wanted a shirtless green arrow so much you married one. Right? I did. Yeah. He's, really right? he's doing doing little clip clop things while he learns how to shoot off horseback. That's what I'm talking about. So we were gonna buy a lawnmower when we got the house. And he was like, I want a riding mower. And I was like, Oh, the property's not like that big, but I guess you can have one, sure, whatever. And he's like, You know why? He's like, it's gonna be really cool. I can learn how to shoot arrows off of it while I'm mowing the lawn. And I was like, Nope. He has an honesty problem. Is we, <laughs> yeah. like we need to we need to coach him on that. I think no. Mark. I, th no. I think we need to we need to step in there. No, teach no, him no. not to not to reveal the end games to his crazy plans until. Yeah. I like the extrapolation here of a, a a target hanging on a tree with an arrow sunk pretty close to the bullseye, and then a Wes on a lawnmower sized hole in the fence. Right, like. <laughs> Straight out of lunatic. <laughs> and him unconscious on the other side of the wreckage with a big smile on his face. Mark, so Mark when do you have any... I hit the bullseye, baby! <laughs> do you, so do you have any shout-outs? Oh, I do have a shout-out, and I wrote this down to make sure I got it right. Uh, so we talked about Andrew Griffith, right? Who's taking over the uh, penciling duties on A Real American Hero. Yes. So on his Facebook page, which I think anybody can find, uh, and Griffith is, you might know his work on Transformers, Micronauts, Mast, uh, upcoming on Joe. So he posted uh, that he has a friend uh, who has some uh, medical bills coming up. She has a, a malignant tumor on her thyroid. So he's helping raise money for her. And he's doing art. So if you want a sketch from him, and he said, as long as it's not triple X or hateful, so <laughs> as long as you're willing to play within those very narrow goalposts. Joe. Uh, he has a basically a list up of uh, what what each sketch would cost from, and this is like, he's really talented. And so he'll do a head sketch, nine by 12 for 50 bucks. That's a, I mean, that's amazing from a guy who's going to be the lead artist on the main GI Joe book, all the way up to a full figure, uh, eleven by seventeen for like two hundred bucks. And there's all sorts of stuff in the middle. But he's raising money for a friend of his who's got some fiscal needs uh, based on a medical condition. So a, good for him. And b, if you're a Joe fan and you'd mm -hmm. like to have the artist from the main GI Joe book draw your guy or gal. It's a wonderful opportunity, and so I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to ask for 
because uh, I, I, you know, it's something I want to support. And hey, man, so, you know, an original piece of art from the Joe artist is a rare opportunity. And is uh, it, say again, is the page open? Should I would hope so. Okay, I'll look for it after. I'm his friend, so I can see whatever he types. But uh, I, excuse me, I'm sure I, I should have researched it more. I'm sure he's got a website. There's got to be ways to contact him. So, but Andrew Griffith, the new penciler for Joe, uh, will draw. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you're a condo guy. Maybe you're a Mercer guy. You know, he'll, he'll draw. Nobody's it up. a Mercer guy. Yeah, maybe it's Mercer fighting oh, robots. Whatever you want, you know, as long as it's, it's tasteful. Uh, and not hateful, he'll draw it for you. So uh, check out Andrew Griffith. I think I think fans, if you're not familiar with his work, you're gonna love him on the Joe book. And here's an opportunity to uh, to have something on your wall. Like there ain't a lot of interrogator stuff out there, right? But if you happen to be an interrogator honk like me, uh, he's probably not on, gonna be on the cover of a real American hero anytime soon. But it don't matter. <laughs> I can have it right up on my wall. So uh, you don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll have a surprise for you. You never know. I'm a big fan. I'm helping him out. Give him some pub. You got but, some untold uh, tales coming up. Maybe he turns up there. Love it. Love it. He was in Hearts and Minds. Great issue if you haven't read it. So anyway, uh, Andrew Griffith will draw your favorite Joe uh, with proceeds to support a friend of his in need. So uh, love it. Want to support it? Uh, give it up for Andrew Griffith. And we already talked about it for our, our friends uh, who did such good work on Gojo.com, to Philip Donnelly, to uh, Terry Desard, and, and a lot of others, actually. Um, we're all sorry about the development with Gojo.com, but it's a good opportunity to give those guys praise and thanks for their, I mean, more than a decade of hard, mm -hmm. hard work uh, fueling the best resource anywhere for the hobby we all love. Too true. Too true. Here, here. Joe Colton, shout out. Uh, the guys from yojo.com, but Mark took it. Um, oh. Frontline workers. You, you can also oh, yeah. give the, you can also give shout outs to the same people. I, you know. I could give, Shout out to the same. We, have, we have been over this many times in the four years you have been on the program. I know, but I don't like repeating everything. Oh, I forgot. Frontline workers, too. <laughs> Good call, Mark. Good call. Because they're the best. Okay, sorry, Joe, you were saying. Uh, whatever. All right, yes. Um, the guys at YoJo, you guys have done an exceptionally amazing job for 15 years. It's highly appreciated. Um it's it's sad what happened, but like Mark said, it's an opportunity. If you guys decide to do something else, we are here to support you and we'll help in any way we can. Uh, the frontline workers, uh, numbers are going up um, and it's gonna be a scary winter. So please wash your hands, uh, wear your masks. If you have to see family during Thanksgiving and you can't avoid it, wear your masks, social distance. Be good. Care for your fellow man. I like how you put that. If you have to see your family and can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, really, this is the holiday season people have been waiting for, isn't it? Like everybody dreads Thanksgiving. That mm-hmm. I mean, I, I personally, I don't. I actually like my family, so I, 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 I'm going to miss Thanksgiving this year. But yeah, I love my mom and dad. But yeah, I, I would rather continue to see them going forward than than kill everybody in one shot with with this year. So. I mean, really, for everybody who hates Thanksgiving and hates having to get together with family, you'd think that you would be taking okay. advantage of this this bona fide excuse to not see anybody this year, or the opportunity to wipe them all out in one weekend. <laughs> see now, now you're now you're you've, uh, you're not flattening the curve. Mark. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. See that an op- just like what happened with Yojo. It's an opportunity. There, an opportunity to say thank you. Here, an opportunity to wipe out the family you don't like. Yes. Goodness. Just saying. Who, who else you got, oh, Joe Cole? That's it. I'm good. You're good at that. That's probably for the best. Uh, I am going to give a shout out to. Of course, Racktime Rob, the unsung hero and fourth man of our operation. Oli. Uh, be sure to c- catch Oli, The Rock, Anderson, uh, and Racktime. It's on our uh, Podbean feed. You can find the link to all of our, our audio archives down below. I'd like to give a shout to everybody who joined us in the live stream tonight. We had a good crowd tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, please like the video, share the video. Um, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to us. Um, we need to continue to grow this thing. Uh, we need, we, it's going to allow us to be able to do a lot more for you. Uh, but we have to get this, we have to continue to get this thing off the ground. We've made some good strides in, in recent months, uh, but we, we got to get going. So um, hopefully when we come back after the holiday, we will have, a contest for you uh, that we will be able to, it'll be a real easy one, you know, get, get us to 5,000, 500 subscribers and we'll do a contest or get us to a thousand subscribers and we'll do a contest. We're not going to do any, any jumping through hoops thing. We're just going to make you spread the word and do our PR for us, but more, more words on that. Once we get it all lined up and, and, uh, and, and put together a uh, shout out to our sponsors over Kokomo toys. Uh, you can find their eBay store down in our, our show notes down below. Uh, be sure to shop them. Uh, they have a great eBay presence. Uh, so if you are not wanting to leave the house and you should not be wanting to leave the house, uh, Kokomo Toys is a great alternative for you to get your fix for yourself or for others. Um, so again, shop at uh, their eBay store down below. And uh, that's about it for us tonight here on What's on Joe Mind. Um, as Joe made mention to before, we are still in a pandemic. Um, we're not, we didn't stop being in a pandemic just because we're tired of being in a pandemic because we are all tired of being in a pandemic. Uh, so exercise your freedom of choice and choose to not get the people around you sick with this terrible, terrible disease that they call COVID-19 and, um, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, practice social distancing, um, and just generally, you know, as an aside, we're all in a tough spot right now. Uh, be kind to one another. Uh, just be good out there. Be responsible members of society. Uh, 
Um, people do not have to think the same as you. They do not have to act the same as you. Uh, they just have to respect your space and you have to respect theirs. And that's going to make everything over the next couple of weeks and couple of months uh, just a lot better if we just keep that in mind. But um, anybody got any last minute? Any, anything? No? It's good. All I right. Nice to have some, you know, some new Joe news to talk about. I'm happy that, that our crew followed us to a Friday night. Because sometimes when you move nights, suddenly it's, you know, a little hard to follow. But uh, good to see the crew watching. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited about the, the new classified pigs. I thought I thought they look real good. And it look, shows it's a nice direction the overall brand is headed in. So I'm excited about that. Good deal. Joe Colton? Um, good. Okay. I'm so exhausted, guys. It's been a long <laughs> Joe, what's, what's the count? How many days? How many days left? 60 it's days. Ahead. I found the counter. There's a counter that I have. But uh, we we will not have a show next week. Uh, next week is the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so we, we're, taking, we're taking time off, uh, provided nothing huge happens. If something just huge and earth-shattering breaks over the next week, we will probably stop in with a little bit of our rigmarole if we can. But, you know, no no guarantees there. So if it's a normal week, don't count on seeing us. We will be back the week after Thanksgiving, um, potentially with a new date and time. We're still working on that. So it might not be Thursday anymore. That's a tease. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, for everybody here at What's on Joe Mind, I'm Mike, my co-host, Mark and Joe. Uh, have a great rest of the evening. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Be good. <laughs>